We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, and freedom is special and rare. It's fragile. It needs production. Yo, this is your boy DJ Coach T, and you are back on the digital airwaves. And you downloaded that little dirty secret of a podcast called Roast Radio. Yo, we, we getting into it this week, man. Last week we was talking about how we was at the Netflix It's a Joke Comedy Festival. Well, we're still here with the Netflix It's a Joke Comedy Festival. We had a bunch of comics come out, the best of the best. They had the hottest jokes in the whole fucking world. We murdered the motherfucking shit, I guarantee you that. So we're going to get right into it, man. Yo, the first little quick battle that we have is like the best of this this battle we have between Omi Singh and, and Conor McSpadden. Now, just for reference, Omid is one of them terrorist-looking motherfuckers, one of them Middle Eastern dudes with, with all the hair all over his body and shit, like, the type to make you all nervous at the airport and shit. He's one of those guys. And Conor McSpadden is, is a white dude, like a, like a regular, like, looking white dude, like, tall, lanky, could, could be on, like, uh, like, MTV's The O.C., like, in a Gap commercial, Dawson's Creek looking like, like, you know, Hall of Fame looking white kind of person. Uh, and they about to battle, man. So, uh, you know, hey, do me a favor this week, too. Like, tell somebody you fuck with us. Like, don't tweet. I don't want anything on the Internet. Like, that's fine if you do that. And I appreciate that. But I want you to text somebody or bump into a motherfucker and say, I'm fucking with this show. That'll really uh, that'll, that'll help this whole thing that we're trying to do. So, hey, let, let's stop fucking around. Let's get right into loving each other through insults. All right, this next battle coming to the stage. These guys are veterans. They're very good. This guy coming to the stage has battled more than anybody in Rose Battle history. Make it loud for the internationally known Omid Singh. Yes, yes, yes. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Look, oh, shit. Okay, I, that, that, these better be not white people doing that. <laughs> anyway, oh, man, welcome back. Thanks. Uh, Saudi Prince, your brethren's here. Oh, yeah, yeah, this, uh, this is the guy I call when my magic carpet doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, how you doing? <laughs> I, I joke. Me, me and Omid go way back. We've been magic making 9-11 jokes since 9-10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You remember. Sure, throwback Thursday, okay. You remember. <laughs> All right. Uh, Omid, welcome back. You're battling Connor Thanks. McSpadden. Yeah. Our Connor McGregor of the Rose Battle. Why are you battling him? I've known Connor a long time. I actually took him to a strip club once because uh, they needed a pole. So. <laughs> this is why He's skinny. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, tall from Chino Hills, the home of the Ball Brothers, Lonzo, the other one, and, and the other one. Make a love for Connor McSpadden. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Moses. Lamella. Thank you. That was it. Anyway. Connie, you're 6'3". Six 6'4". Six and I'm yeah. from Chino, not Chino Hills. You're doing a great job. You're welcome. <laughs> I said the hills. Anyway. Uh, you're battling Omid saying, why are you doing this to him? Oh, man. Omid is my like buddy since way back in the day. When, when I was first starting, Omid was that dude who had the 15 minutes that killed everywhere. We all looked up to him. Ten years later, we're still friends, and he's doing the exact same 15 minutes. <laughs> Said you're repetitive. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a really, it's a really mean. That's a really mean intro. All right. It's one round. It's five jokes, buddies. Who's going first? Connor has some math homework to finish, so I think he should go first. Oh, calling you a baby. Are we ready? <laughs> Connor, Omid, oh let Amit has irritable bowel syndrome, or as they call it in India, just regular pooping. Connor is ripped, but that's because he was molested. <laughs> it's true, I was molested. Amit taught kids soccer. You know they're worried about you molesting the kids when they make you coach the one sport where you can't use your hands. Omid's dad actually ran a clothing business. They had a great hook, free loose body hair in every order. Connor worked at Old Navy. Thank you for your service. Now he looks like a Nazi apologist that only shops at Supreme. <laughs> well, if you can afford it, I mean. Yes! 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 Oh, whatever. Boom. I just sold your joke for Boom. you, you vegan James Bond villain. Yes. Listen That's to this fucking hack. He only gets booked on cruise ships, I guess because they're a lot harder to steer into a skyscraper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor is so white, his parents are still together. Amid might be whiter than me, man. He's from Irvine, he plays tennis, he drinks kombucha. Last time I went out to eat with him, he demanded to seek to a manager. Amid's mom is actually a Reiki healer. If you don't know, Reiki is the ancient Indian art of tricking white girls who read Eat, Pray, Love into giving you $200. You didn't need that one, Connor. <laughs> I gave you people extra jokes. Connor has bipolar one. He's currently saving up for those bipolar twos and threes. <laughs> he thinks... He, he thinks he's a TV star because every 30 minutes he has another episode. <laughs> that nigga's on your mental health, son. How sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, you're winner of this fifth battle tonight. Sorry, fourth battle. Make love for Omi Singh, everybody. Hug each other! Connor McSpadden, Omi Singh going to overtime. Keep it going for those two. Keep it going, keep it going. Two battles left. Love it. Netflix being such an enormous platform, it's sort of given license to people who don't happen to live in liberal cities and liberal states the confidence to make the kinds of jokes that Dave's making at people's expense with no real consequences. 
which feels unfortunate and unfair. Yes, there is freedom of speech, but you don't have to be mean when you make jokes. Your next main event, this is exciting. This guy's from New York. He's never, I think he's battled here once. He runs the Rose Battle in New York, out at the New York Comedy Club. Make it up for James Pontillo! My man. I like those. I like those. I like those. What? Michael Johnson's from 1998. I like those. Gold medals. James from New York, Queens to be exact. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Nice. You're battling uh, one of our favorite people here, Joe Urell. Why are you doing this to us? Uh, he can't walk. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love this guy. Uh, he's been on Rose Battle Season 3. He lives in Orange County. He can't walk. Make a lot for Joe Urell, everybody. Coach, that's not right. Oh, we have this show in my country. We call it Wheel of Misfortune. All right. Big love for Coach T, everybody. Yeah. That's right. Coach, Coach is going to hell, everybody. Keep it going. What up, Crip? How are you doing? What up, dog? You're Bell and James here. Why are you doing this to him? Because I don't believe New York is the real place. I hate to tell you. But it's the number one. I mean, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a real place. Um, all right. It's one round. It's five jokes. James, Joe, who's going first? How about this? I'm going to ask, uh, since you're physically handicapped, socially handicapped, Jamar. Oh, yeah. No, no. Social, I, social. You're, you're black. You're already handicapped enough. Oh my bad, my nigga. Yeah. Hey, yo, I think that nigga James should go first. Yeah. Yeah. NAACP. NAACP. No, they don't have any. Uh, they don't have any uh, ramps at the NAACP. So, all right. Uh, one round, five jokes. Joe, James, are we ready? Yeah. Are we ready? Hey, oh, 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 oh. This is exciting. Let's roast. Joe's parents were both alcoholics. It's crazy no one in that family could finish 12 steps. <laughs> James went to college for film and business, only to learn he had no business in film. Great job, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Joe's mom loved whiskey more than her son, but can you blame her though? At least Johnny was a walker. You know, James claims cocaine gives him heartburn, but that's because he's such an Italian stereotype. He cuts his lines with a pizza wheel. <laughs> Yeah. 
It's funny that I'm Italian and Joe looks like a piece of calamari. Uh, Joe is from the South, which is ironic because he'll never rise again. That nigga's on your handicap. James Dimebag's brother hasn't spoken to him in three years because James is a huge candy ass. What? Um, Joe, Joe looks like Pete Davidson if 9-11 was the amount of chromosomes he had. James asked the girl who took him to virginity if he could tell everyone, and that's when his sister became an alcoholic. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That's the first time you've ever been good on your feet. Um, uh, Joe loves smoking weed because it's the closest he gets to strong joints. <laughs> James only mocks my broken limbs because it reminds him of his family. But, um, you know, speaking of his family, James' mom died on February 14th. He's so bad with women, even his mom ghosted him on Valentine's Day. That nigga in the wheelchair is gifted, gifted, gifted. How you doing, everybody? Keep it going. James, Pontillo, Joe, Urell. Keep it going! All right. Woo, shit. Okay, who voted for James? Who voted for Joe? I Joe. voted for Joe. Okay, you voted for Joe. <laughs> I, just want, I just want James to feel it. I voted for Joe. Definitely not James. I voted for the top of Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you're a winner. Joe, you're out. Yeah. Let You're good. Absolutely not yeah. James. Yeah. Keep it going, you I two. James Montello, New York. Years. Joe, you're out. Right here in North County. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's get into it. Um, I mean, you know what time it is. You feel the vibes. Y'all are out there. Um, it feels like you can't say shit no more. And these are facts. I mean, you, you like the wrong comment on the internet. You can fuck around and lose your job. Like, seriously. They'll find you and figure out where you work and, and just cause issues and shit. It got real interesting. And it felt like it got real interesting real fast. So if I'm going to do this show, like the roast battle, like I feel like it's important to add some context to really what's going on. You ever stop to appreciate how valuable space is? Like mental, emotional space, like to be free with thoughts and things that, that are just yours. We might not ever really even think about how much we take that for granted. Like to be able to express your thoughts freely. There's no way for you to become the version of yourself that you actually want to become without having the freedom to explore the experiences you had in life and the way your brain works. You, you, you have to allow yourself to be challenged. So you need to express things that sometimes sound uncomfortable so you can just see how the world reacts to your thoughts. 
And I know it's easy to shut down things that are uncomfortable, but it's important, man. Like, how are you going to figure out who you are unless you know what's going on inside of you and you have space to explore that process? Like, what is speech really? Speech is just the expression of a thought. So if somebody wants to control your speech, essentially they want to control your thought. So if they're not letting you say what you want to say, they're kind of not letting you think what you want to think either. And it's important to have your own thoughts because your thoughts help figure out who the fuck you are. You have to explore things in your mind and express things and it got to get out there. And we need space to be able to do that so you can determine what kind of human being you want to be. So when you hear stuff like we're defending your right to kind of say things that you want to say, that also means that we're defending your right to think what you want to think. Good to have you, Saudi Prince. What's up, my friend? It's good. You're back, man. I'm back. I just got in from customs. TSA held me up a bit. I'm oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is a this is a fun battle. Uh, this one coming up. This is a white lady versus a a very dapper white man. Yeah. Ladies first from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Please make a lot for Miss Sarah Keller. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! I love Lou, and I asked him to battle me for the Netflix show because I wanted it to be a fucking good battle and fun. I wanted to have fun, and Lou is such a character, and he commands the stage, and I knew it would be fun for me, and that's all I cared about because I was like, I just want to have a good time and, and roast somebody that I love genuinely that I know really well that's not going to do like dumb jokes that I don't give a shit about that I'm just going to have a good time on stage with. Sarah, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. Say hi to Sarah, everybody. Hello, everyone. Damn. She's a demon at this. All right, you're battling Lou Miziano, uh, misogyny's boyfriend. Yeah. Why are you doing this to him? I, I love Lou. He's one of my closest friends and a lot of people just assume he's another like attractive douchebag. But honestly, like the more you get to know him, the less attractive he is. Can I start the bidding now? No, no, no. no. It's, it's a different show. Different show. It's a different show. Uh, this man is, he's our version of The Bachelor. Make it loud for Lou Miziano. Oh. That tracks. Sorry, I saw her first. I was an idiot. You are the best. I mean, I know. You always come here slick. Oh, looking good. That suit's like 78 bucks, whatever. Uh, you're battling Sarah Keller. Why are you doing this to her? Well, she grew up a hillbilly. She grew up racist, but worst of all, she grew up a horse girl, and they need to be stopped. I did. I did. I... It goes horse girls, fat models, and like Putin is way down here. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. 
Are we excited about this? Lou's just... I am. Lou's from Philadelphia. She's from Minneapolis. This looks like some kind of divorce court. I'm excited. It's one round. It's five jokes. Lou, Sarah, who's going first? I'm already bored. Let's fucking do this. I got it. Male privilege. Are we ready? Let's roast. Sarah used to dress up like the Little Mermaid, which makes sense. She's beautiful from the waist up and smells like fish from the waist down. Yes. And you'll never get any tail. <laughs> or Finn? Lou's actually a great listener. Except to the word no. He's like Chris Angel if his specialty was making rape allegations disappear. Really putting the cunt in country. Uh, Proudly. Sarah moved to Hollywood to be a famous actress, but the only trailer she's ever been in is the one her uncle molested her in. It was my camp counselor, not my family. Uh, you know, just a fun fact. <laughs> Lou is actually going to make his Netflix debut soon on season two of Tinder Swindler. I bet on Tinder a lot. I don't, I don't really want to talk about my STDs. They're a sore subject. <laughs> Sarah wishes she had herpes so she could finally have a breakout performance. Oh, God, Lou. Did my couch explode? That's you, a funny motherfucker. You smile like this is someone's 401k you just squandered. God. Lou, you look like you jack off to videos of people tearing down community centers. Sarah is so racist, she bleaches her hair because she hates anyone with brown roots. And you look like a magician whose magic word is the N-word. Nigga? Uh, Lou, dress... Lou dresses like a marketing exec about to pitch Body Shame Barbie. He's, he's like James Bond if instead of shaking, he took his martinis through butt-chugging. Not that shit, Sarah. That's what, that, that's, that's what I mean when I say I want it up. All right. Yeah, I know you guys are dumb. You'll catch up. In conclusion, Sarah's legs are like her comedy career. All they're good for is opening for people that are better than she is. Uh, it's funny because you look like you exclusively date women that say Pischetti. That's Sarah Keller. You're an audience. Make some noise. Wow. 
Wow. Lou made a. He made a. Oh, oh, oh. He made a like a a, a molestation joke. Yeah. Did you did you say that he can make that, or you did you have rules with people? No, I don't have rules with people. I actually encourage people to make jokes about me being molested because I find it very funny and also it, it is my way of taking my power back. Uh, like this, this person did this terrible thing to me for, you know, a lot of my life. Uh, and now I, like he's in prison and now I get to make jokes about it and laugh about it and it's, it's cathartic to me and I love it. And also, I always get to make like a dumb comeback, not a dumb, a great, brilliant, because I'm so funny and smart, comeback about it. When I battled Leah, like I told her, I was like, please, please make jokes about me being molested. Like, it's funny to me and it, it, it lets me take my power back and it lets me be in control of a situation that I was not in control of as a child. Oh, I think um, I think you're in therapy. I am three times a week, crushing how, it. How does roast battle, like, does it help whatever you're yes. trying to achieve in therapy? Roast battle 100% helps. How? Because again, it it allows me to talk about the like worst shit in my life with humor, which is how I deal with trauma and pain. Because like anytime anything shitty happens to me, I'm like, how can I make this funny? Because that helps me, like sh like my therapist will always be like, let's we just need to like put some light and some air onto that problem. And so by literally putting light and jokes onto it, it just, it makes it so much easier to heal. So like being able to talk about like my dad being a drug addict, being molested, you know, like it just, it fucking helps to be able to be like, this sucks but also it's a little silly, you know? Like, yeah, like, let's find, the, let's find the joy in it so we can heal and move forward and also show people that everybody is affected by this fucked up shit. Everybody is. And even people that you don't think, because I think people look at me and they're like, oh, Sarah's happy, like she's a joyous person and I fucking am, I, I love my life. Uh, but there's a lot of darkness that I've come out of and I find a lot of power and beauty and being able to Talk about that darkness and be like, hey, man, I came out of it. You can This is the main main event. I'm excited about this these two might be the two best joke writers in this whole room. I'm sorry they're the other 10, but these two are the best. That's why they're going last. I love this chick uh, from UCLA. Went to UCLA from Orange County. She's written on the historical roast on, on Netflix, all three seasons of Rose Battle. Make a lot for Nicole Buchanan, everybody. Yes! Yes! What's up? My goodness. Oh, man. I know, I know, I know, I know. She looks just like you, right? Who, her? Yeah. I'll take it. You're beautiful. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, a lot of money up here. Saudi Prince is here. You're battling uh, Keith Carey. Why are you doing this to him? Uh, oh, we're best friends, and we love calling each other fat and gross. So. 
Here we are. Yes, this person is fat and gross, but he's, we love him. We love him. From Orange County. Uh, I've known this guy for so fucking long. He actually helped make this show what it is. He and Conor McSpadden battled naked literally three years ago in Rose Battle. Guy's a legend. He's written on everything. He's writing on Howard Stern right now. Make it up for Keith fucking Carey. Love this guy. Love this girl. Love you too. What's up, bud? This is exciting. You guys have done this before. It was a almost a battle of the year last time, so we're running this thing back. Why are you guys doing this again? Why are you doing this again, Dewar? Uh, I, I was just excited to come to the Netflix festival and celebrate Hollywood's 12th most popular streaming service tonight. <laughs> you guys are somewhere between CISO and those TVs on the gas pumps. You're, <laughs> you're fucking doing great. What are you going to do? Keep not hiring me? Fuck you. Like... Oh my God, Keith, Keith, Keith. There's nobody here from Netflix here. I know. Let me believe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, I love Nicole. Nicole's the fucking best. I was just excited to come back and do this. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah, yeah. it's not HBO Max. We're on, we're on Roku Medium. That's yeah. what we're on. <laughs> anyway, run round five jokes. Who's going first? First. You got this, ladies. First. Are we ready? It's the last battle of the night. Are we ready? Are we ready? Coach, get up here, Josh. Everybody, this is the last battle of the night. We've been here for an hour, right? Just doing this whole thing. You've heard Natalie, you've heard Frank, you've heard Jamar, you've heard 10 other people fucking talk trash about each other. This is it, everybody. Now I need you to make it so fucking loud we break this bitch. Everybody, battle, battle, battle. That feels way better. Let's round. Oh, that was my porn search. Well, okay. Keith's <laughs> uh, actually uh, semi-famous, so if he's ringing a bell, you've probably seen him in Notre Dame. <laughs> I got more of a hunch front, if we're being honest. Nicole is a lot like Netflix. Would I like to get on her for 10 minutes? Sure, but only if everyone else in Hollywood said no. And you're like Quibi, a failure we all invested too much in. <laughs> I, wrote, for I wrote for a Quibi show. Um, okay, they're great. Um, Keith's mom uh, was a stripper. It looks like she was up here already. Um, <laughs> Keith's mom was a stripper, so he wasn't the only pathetic man convincing himself that she loved him. <laughs> he never... He never got to sit on her lap, but for 20 bucks, she would sit on his. <laughs> Nicole's ex-boyfriend was a heroin addict. He was the first junkie to hit rock bottom from the back. Don't make me take a picture with you. <laughs> Keith went to 15 different schools. As a kid, he moved around a lot. So as an adult, he said never again. <laughs> Every time someone tells Nicole she's hot, it has the same energy as when the high school basketball team puts the retarded kid on the court at the end of the game. 
<laughs> That's fucking true. <laughs> You're so beautiful. You are so beautiful. I love that this is your impression of what beautiful people do. <laughs> Just kind of wave gently. Oh, okay. It's true. I'm hideous. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, Keith looks like he tells all female comics that in their YouTube comments. <laughs> We're like, oh no, I guess I don't fu get to fuck the guy behind the cartoon avatar. <laughs> All right, this is, this is just a true story. A few years ago, Nicole posted a suicide note online and then went missing. So a bunch of us, a bunch of her friends, went out looking for her. And me and my friend were in one car looking for Nicole, and we may or may not have stopped at Wendy's. <laughs> because what we realized in that moment is Nicole's life is worth slightly less than a Baconator. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looks like uh, Baconator is worth more to you than your own life. So. <laughs> Keith had to get naked to get on Comedy Central. I've never seen someone so fat, desperate, and naked that wasn't entering Moses' bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, Nicole has also been naked on television. You guys act like you don't even watch Animal Planet. Oh, Bear Grylls, Bear Grylls. Nicole was sexually assaulted during law school, and I don't know what that guy was thinking. Why would you pay UCLA tuition to rape DeVry pussy? Keep it going. Nicole Buchanan and Keith Carey. This, as they do this every time. Now that's somebody who didn't peak raping at the college level. That's a pro right that's there. A that's, pro a pro. Right that's, that's a pro. That's a pro. I I, I got to wrap it up because the fat kid from Up's got to get back to. Keep uh... <laughs> <laughs> squad. Who do you like in this one? Ah, uh, like damn it! First off, both of you, congratulations, man! You guys fucking smashed that last battle of the night. Fucking joke, 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 jokes. Yeah. The fucking yeah. joke about Moses. God damn it! That was that was Nicole. Not I mean, my, I know. Sorry, that was Nicole's joke about Moses. Yeah, <laughs> I was just reading it wrong. Uh, that was yeah, Nicole, all the way. Yeah. Natalie Powell. Wow, Devry pussy. That really, um, that really struck a chord with me. But um, cheap and accessible, baby. And oh, the way that you made fun of her suicide attempt. And Nicole, you just brought it home for me, saying that Moses likes to fuck big chicks. So I'm gonna have to give it to Nicole. Oh. I bring it home yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, listen, man. The bad catcher from the Sandlot looks like he deep fries his wash racks before he put it on his face. Uh, <laughs> and Nicole looked like she came from the Matrix just to fart. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, it was Nicole's birthday. I'm giving it to Nicole. Hey! This happens to Keith all the time. Has some of the best jokes you're ever going to hear. Bitch. But she just had better jokes this time. Make a lot for Nicole Buchanan, everybody. Keep it going. Hug each other, you two. Jamar, I just want to point out, Nicole's birthday was two months ago. I'm not super surprised you were late, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love both answer. of y'all. No. I, I love I, both of y'all, man. God bless you guys. I haven't fucked a fat girl in like five years. Just so you guys know. That's our show. Netflix. You're a fucking joke. We'll see you next Tuesday.